Welcome to episode 152 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about weight loss mistakes I've made. Talk specifically about three mistakes I made trying to lose weight many years ago with hopes that you don't have to repeat the same mistakes I made. Before we get into the episode, heads up, only three weeks from today, Thursday, August 25th, doors to Fitter After 40 open to the waitlist. If you're like, I don't even know what that is. I haven't heard of that before. Let me tell you, Fitter After 40 is my signature eight-week course for women over 40 who are looking to lose weight, build muscle, age better, and improve their relationship with food and their body. There are really two people who this course is good for two types of people, not just two people. (laughs) Type of person number one is the person who's like literally just confused about how to lose weight, how to get in shape. You just feel overwhelmed with the amount of information you've heard. You've tried lots of things. You're not sure what works. And it just feels like, I don't even know where to start. That's type of person number one who Fitter After 40 is perfect for. Type of person number two Fitter After 40 is for is for the person who could right now, if I said, hey, what's the best way to lose weight? You could rattle it off. You're like, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Don't have to do any of these six things, right? You're like, I know what to do. I know exactly what to do, but I struggle to actually do it. Why can't I stick with these things? That's the other person that this course is great for. So if you're looking for a course, a program that can help you go from where you are now to where you wanna be, guiding you along the way with your exercise, with your nutrition, with your mindset, this is the program for you. I'm gonna be in there, it's very hands-on, as in you and I and the rest of the group will meet once a week in a group call to chat. We'll be together in a community forum. You will have modules to watch each week, but not just to learn from, but to learn and then do. There are action steps for every single module. This is not just a learning course, this is a doing course, and I will be with you every step of the way for eight weeks. So look for that course to go live on August 25th. Get on the wait list right now. You can do that at kimschlagfitness.com. You can actually find the link right here in the show notes as well. Let's go. Hello, my friend. I am always excited to be here with you. Have a chat on the podcast today. I'm going to be sharing about weight loss mistakes that I have made so you don't have to. Okay. Now, there's a lot to be said for personal experience, right? For kind of failing our way forward. We make some mistakes, we learn some things. And then we move on and then we, we don't make that mistake again. Usually, right. We make other mistakes. There's definitely a lot to be said for that. There's also something to be said from following a roadmap from someone who has been where we are now and are now where we want to go. I'm going to give you an example of this that is not weight loss related. So you can kind of hear this click in your mind before I kind of start talking about it from the weight loss perspective years ago. I was a personal trainer and nutrition coach in my, uh, in person. So I ran a business out of my home. I ran Kim Schlug Fitness. Actually, at the time, my business was called Fit Girl Total Transformations. Say that five times really fast. <laughs> that was a mouthful. So I ran this business out of my home. 
was very successful, trained a lot of women. I decided I wanted to move my business into the online space and take clients from all over the world. As I made that transition, I wanted to have somebody help me with that. I had a friend who was my coach. He was my powerlifting coach online. You may know him if you followed me for some time. His name is Jordan Syatt, very successful in the fitness industry. Like I said, he was my personal powerlifting coach. And um, eventually he became my business coach. So he was helping me transition my business online and to grow my business online. And I had a really interesting experience one time. He helped me with all kinds of things. One of the things he helped me with was like my systems. And um, this involves like how I would onboard clients and how I would gain new clients. And so one of the pieces he helped me with was the calls I used to have with people who were interested in becoming clients of mine or possibly becoming clients of mine. So I would have these calls and they would last pretty long, like 50 minutes, 60 minutes. And he gave me some really good direction on how to lead these calls so that I could understand what a person's needs were, what their struggles were, and what I could offer them if I thought it was a good fit. And he gave me a series of questions that he had developed over years to use in these calls. It was amazing when I started introducing this into um, these calls because you know we couldn't tackle everything at once. So even though Jordan and I had been working together for a while, we had never gotten to how I was managing these calls. And when we eventually did, I had been doing calls for a while. And I was stunned as I started using the set of questions he had developed. And I said to him just kind of offhand on the phone one day, I was like, wow, I was like, this particular question, I can't believe how much it helped me to understand what this person needed and to help them realize that I was the right person to coach them. And I was like, that was just a game changer. Like it just helped, it helped me like that. And he's like, you want to know something? It took me years to come up with that question. Years of trial and error to land on those questions. And I was like, well, that, and that's why I'm paying you a lot of money, right? Because I didn't have to spend years messing around with just the right set of questions. He just gave them to me in a matter of minutes. You see what I'm talking about? So learning from someone who's been there and can say, hey, this doesn't work or this does work, try this, is one thing that can actually speed up your process. There are very few things that can speed up the weight loss process. And I know people are highly interested in finding things that will speed up the weight loss process. You see it everywhere. You see people asking like, hey, like I want to lose weight for my son's wedding. I want to lose weight for our vacation. I want to lose weight before this family picture. Like, How can I speed this up? And there are very few things that I can offer you that legitimately will speed up your progress. One thing that does speed it up is learning from someone who's been there so that you know which direction to go and which direction not to go. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. Now, if you don't know this, if you're newer to me, I have not been thin my whole life. I struggled with obesity in my 30s. And believe me, I tried all the things to lose weight and I kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Uh, and we'll talk about some of those things I tried here today. We're going to talk about three in particular that did not work very well. And we're going to talk about why they didn't work. And we're going to talk about what to do instead. Okay. So first mistake, and these aren't in any particular order. I'm not telling you like I first made this mistake and then I made that mistake. And then I made this mistake. I'm just giving you, going to give you three today. So when I say first, it's not like in time sequence, that's the first mistake I made, but number one is losing weight in a way that didn't facilitate me 
learning anything. Specifically, when I think about this, I think of when I did Nutrisystem and when I did Metafast. If you're not familiar with either of these, these are both companies that they send you their box of food, which is usually ridiculously expensive. And then you take this big carton of food and you eat a prescribed amount. Like Nutrisystem, I'd eat one box for each meal. I had three meals a day and I'd eat one box for each meal. I don't think there were snacks with Nutrisystem. Maybe there were. Yeah, I think there, I think there were. I think there were meals and snacks. It's been a lot of years now. I just remember they were in these red cartons. So I had this whole cupboard we devoted to my red boxes. So that was Nutrisystems. Um, Metafast, they were, their portion sizes. Oh my gosh, they were so small. Think of like, think of like a saucer, you know, how like the inside, not like a whole saucer, like a, like the inside part of the saucer. That's like where you put your cup. Like my serving of pancake was about that size plus a third bigger. <laughs> it was so small. And that was my whole breakfast was this little tiny pancake. That was it. And I often would get the chocolate chip ones. And it's not like I had that and something else. Nope. That was my breakfast. That was it. So there were these itty bitty portions. I did lose weight fast with both of these. With Metafast, I lost 10 pounds in very short order, but I couldn't keep Metafast up. I only did Metafast for several weeks, lost 10 pounds, gained it all back, plus some immediately thereafter. Nutrisystem, I made significant progress with my weight loss. I lost over 40 pounds, did it from like January to like June until I couldn't taste another bite of that stuff. This was when I was 38. I think I was 38. Uh, the problem with both of these is that I struggled to keep the weight off because I didn't learn a darn thing, nothing. And I remember being horrified specifically. I have a very specific memory of with Nutrisystem thinking like, it's okay. I'm going to be fine. Like I can't stomach another bite of this food. I have a lot of it left. I had literally just bought another box of it. And then just one day I could not stomach another taste of it. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just going to continue losing weight on my own. Okay. I'm just going to continue on my own. And then I realized just, I, I don't even think it was two days later. I was like, what do I mean? Continue on my own continue with what? I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know how I was, how was I doing that? Like I've lost a lot of weight. How did I do it? All I knew is to select a red box, however many times a day, three times a day, four times a day, five times a day. There was nothing else that came to my mind that I had learned. And this is a real problem. You will struggle to lose weight, to lose more weight or to keep the weight off. If when you are losing weight, you don't earn, learn things about energy balance, managing your mindset, emotional eating, understanding your hunger and fullness cues. Even as it's working, if you don't know why, that makes you wholly reliant on that product. There's almost nothing transferable from programs like this to real life eating. You don't know which food keeps you full. You don't know which items at Panera are most macro-friendly. In fact, you probably don't even know what macros are or how to set them or how to adjust them. Okay, you don't know like how much protein do I need? Is protein even important? I don't know. Was there protein in the food I was just eating in those boxes? The list of skills and habits that you need to learn or strengthen to be successful at weight loss and weight maintenance is long. It's long. And you might be tempted to think like, it's okay. Like I'll learn those things after, like I'll do some kind of quick fix plan, like weight loss, like Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Metafast. And then after I've lost the weight, I will learn how I did it and how to maintain it. And the truth of the matter is it rarely happens. 
And I know this because I work with people all the time and they tell me like that was their plan. And that was my plan when I, when I did some of these, I'm like, I'll just figure that out later. It rarely happens. The weight gain starts almost immediately when you stop the program. The calories on these programs are incredibly low. And it's hard to replicate that when you don't know what you're doing. And so people see this initial spike in their weight. Now, realistically speaking, that initial spike is not going to be tons of fat. But people then freak out and they either go on, go back on the program, they move on to another extreme program, or they just give up and they think like there's clearly something wrong with me. And they regain a ton of weight really fast until some later date when they're like, okay, like I need, I need to try something like I need to do something else. And maybe they go back to that original program that helps them lose a lot of weight, or maybe they, they move on to another one. All right. So that is a mistake I definitely made and I don't want to see you make it. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit later about what to do instead. Mistake number two that I made that I don't want you to make is losing weight by cutting out foods or food groups. Now I cut out sugar. I cut out carbs. Um, I cut, I did Atkins. I did the Atkins diet. I remember, I can remember the house I was living in at the time. Uh, it was our, the first home I bought with my husband and we had my little kids. Uh, we'd lived in, we'd been renting up until that point. I at least had both of my boys. I think I may have had my daughter at the time, but I can picture this little house we were in. I can picture the kitchen. I definitely had my daughter because actually one of the memories I have, she was sitting on my lap nursing. And in both of these memories, I had a giant paper plate of meat. It was just like this mass quantity of lunch meat. And I remember at one point thinking like, this is great. Like I get to eat a lot of food. Like I'm not going to be hungry. And then the other time I remember thinking like, holy crap, I cannot eat any more meat. <laughs> no more meat. I don't want any. So Atkins, really high protein, higher fat, low carb. The issue with these kinds of programs is, are they sustainable? They were not for me. And what happens when you decide you're going to add back in the food group you have cut out. If this is not a permanent lifestyle change, then what will you do to continue to maintain your weight when you add the food group back in? I see this a lot with keto, like a lot, a lot, because to lose weight, you have to create a calorie deficit. Keto still works based on the, the principle that you're eating fewer calories than you are burning. It's not working in some other way. When you do a keto program and lose weight, it's because you have cut calories. Even though you're not counting those calories, you have cut them by removing carbs. The calories that you're cutting were from the carbs. So when you add carbs back in at some point, if you haven't learned to moderate them, then weight maintenance is often elusive especially if you're adding back in that hyper palatable kind of food that are these carb fat combos. So cupcakes, pop tarts, French fries, all of these kinds of things. So be careful if you choose to lose weight by restricting a food group that you have a well-crafted plan to reintroduce those foods and learn about their energy content and learn how to moderate them if you plan to bring them back in. Because I can tell you, most people don't plan on being carb-free or incredibly low-carb for the rest of their lives, right? Most of us don't plan on doing that. All right, mistake number three I made is trying to exercise my way to weight loss. I got to tell you, I tried so many things. I can think 
way back to when I was in college, way back to when I was in college. So I'm talking like 19. I can picture myself trying to learn how to run and I hated running. And I have a memory of listening to the Beach Boys on my Walkman running through the streets of Provo, Utah. <laughs> uh, and I was running to lose weight. I did not need to lose weight. I was very slim. I didn't realize, I didn't realize at the time how slim I was. That's diet culture for you. Okay, so I ran. I did abs of steel, buns of steel, sweating to the oldies with Richard Simmons. I did it. I know that one's funny. I definitely did it. P90X, definitely, definitely drank the Kool-Aid on P90X. 30 Day Shred by Jillian. And actually all of those Biggest Loser videos. I did tons of them. I had a whole bunch of, um, I had VHS tapes. And then later I had, uh, what are they called? Not CDs. Are they called? It's not, they're not called CDs. DVDs. Gosh, I couldn't think of the word. It's not that long ago. I had a whole bunch of workout DVD. Actually, I have a whole pile of them on my bookshelf over there because I just think it's funny that I have them. I have Hula Fitness, guys. I did Hula Fitness. I was on a trip in Hawaii and one of the souvenirs I bought was a fitness tape uh, set of DVDs of how to lose weight doing the Hula. Did not lose any weight doing that. Of Zumba. Of course, I did Zumba classes. I trained to walk a marathon. I trained to walk a marathon. Now, there's nothing wrong with walking a marathon, running a marathon, but my entire purpose in doing it, and in the back of some women's magazine, I read something about a person who had lost weight walking a marathon. And I was like, I can do that. I can walk. I hate running, but I can certainly walk. And so I gathered several friends and convinced them that this is what we should do. So we signed up for the Baltimore marathon. Um, gosh, this must've been, I don't even know how this was some, this was sometime in like the 2000 and like 2009 kind of time, somewhere around them. So we signed up for this marathon and here's the thing. We spent from the end of spring all the way to this marathon in the fall, we spent tons of time on our own. And then on the weekends together doing these training walks, we would walk shorter times during the week. And on the weekends, we would walk these long training walks, which got progressively longer. So I'm talking like five, six hour long walks. And I was not adjusting my food consumption. Okay. I didn't adjust my food consumption at all during the week. And in fact, after the long walks on the weekends, I increased my food consumption. We were so hungry and of course thought we had earned, deserved a reward. We had certainly burned off all these calories in my mind. And so we would go to this cute little diner outside the park where we would walk. It's called the G Lodge. I love it. My favorite food. It's actually, it's under new management and they have not, they no longer serve my favorite, favorite dish there. And it's the dish I used to get every time we would go on one of these long training walks, vanilla cream cheese stuffed French toast. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was, I can never say the word with that accent, but it's challah bread. And it was filled with vanilla cream cheese. It was topped with powdered sugar and then put syrup on it. Now, <laughs> is it any, is it any wonder I didn't lose weight? Yes. I increased my, I increased how much I was walking. I did not change how much I was eating during the week. And then during the weekend, I absolutely increased how much I was eating. I did not lose a single pound months and months of training with the intention to lose weight. And I crossed that finish line weighing exactly the same, exactly the same, if not even weighing a little bit more. I certainly did not lose weight. Exercise is awesome. 
Walking is so good for you. It's good for your heart. It's good for your mental health. It's good. Uh, strength training is also good. It's good for your bones. It's good to save you from sarcopenia. That's that muscle loss that so often happens in old age that can lead to frailty. There's so much good about exercise. You still cannot exercise your diet. Using exercise as a main tool for your weight loss is an exercise in futility. Exercise's role in weight loss should be to spare your muscle in a deficit and to help create that deficit a teeny bit. The main thrust of that deficit is going to be coming from your nutrition. It's just like this nice little addition as far as the deficit is, is concerned, but the main goal of weight loss of weight loss, the main goal of exercise and weight loss, specifically strength training is going to be to spare your muscle in a deficit. Okay. That's all the stuff. Well, not all. That's a big chunk of some of the things that I have done, mistakes that I have made to lose weight that didn't turn out so well for me that I would like you to not repeat. So now you know not to do those things. So what should you do? Okay. So let's look at the opposite of each of these things. Number one, learn about energy balance, about mind management, learn about what true hunger is and isn't and how to follow your natural hunger and fullness cues. Learn about the nutrient content of foods. What's a protein? What's a fat? What's a carb? What do they do for you? And how much of them should you eat? Lose weight in a way that teaches you those things. All right, I'm going to pause the podcast for a minute because my dog is scratching at my door. So I'm just walking over here to open the door so the dog stops scratching. So I'm sure you can hear that scratchy scratching. That's Lily Mae and Rocky behind me scratching. All right, so that's number one. Number two so hopefully I got there to the end before they started scratching. You want to lose weight in a way that teaches you all of those things I just mentioned. I know that seems like a lot. Over time, you can learn all of those things. And in fact, that's what I teach in Fitter After 40. Number two, for weight loss purposes, consider including all food groups if you enjoy them and feel good eating them. Now, there might be medical reasons that you need to not eat or that you need to extremely limit a food group which is not going to negatively impact your weight loss or your relationship with food. That's important to know. So if you need to be low carb for a medical reason, no problem. What I, what's very different about that is that you're not going to need some kind of exit plan because you're going to continue eating that way. And then number three, exercise to build muscle, to extend your life, to protect your heart, to improve your quality of life instead of to lose weight. Use your nutrition to drive your weight loss. Now you can get a lot of help with all three of those things from my free content here on um, Fitness Simplified, on my YouTube, on my Instagram. I even have a free five-day fat loss crash course that teaches a bit more in depth on each one of these things. And I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes. It's an email course. It comes over the course of five days and teaches you more in depth about each of these things. If you want more than that, if you want accountability and you want support to follow through on the things that we've talked about here today, on all the content that you've heard from me already, if you're like, yeah, I, I get that this is what I want to do. I just, I, I'm not really doing it. Fitter After 40 is where I suggest you go. It is eight weeks of learning. Yes. There's a different module each week doing a deep dive on the subjects that we talked about today, but then we take it a step further. You're not just learning but you're putting it into practice. There are action steps for each module, actions that you practice that help you to consistently do the things that lead to weight loss. 
You can find the link for Fitter After 40. I'll put it here in the show notes. You can also find it very easily at kimschlagfitness.com. You can find it in the link in my Instagram bio. It's all over the place. The wait list is going to go on for three more weeks. In three weeks from today, on Thursday, August 25th, the doors will open to the wait list. I'm really excited to help all the women who are already signed up and ready to get in there. And I hope you join me inside of Fitter After 40 if you're if you feel like, yeah, this is what I need. I need help being consistent with these things. I need to not just learn these things because I do. I need to learn these things, but then I need to learn how to actually put them into practice in my life. I'm here for it. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.